heads, welcome back to another episode of Horror 365. I am your host, the mouthpiece of the Northeast, Jimmy J. Alongside today, the 80s horror god himself, Sean T. We have hope. Are we still calling you the, the great horror hope? We are. I think we've, I think we're still stuck, so we're going with it. Okay, the, the great horror hope herself here, alongside for the first time, Alyssa. Alyssa, we got to get you a nickname. Unless you already have one. She's Everyone goddess. calls me goddess. The horror goddess, Alyssa T. We go with that? Sure. For today's show. Well, welcome. It's the first time Alyssa's joining us on the show. And we will have momentarily Teases joining us as well, Steve Roman. Uh, but I guess we're going to get things rolling. Today, we're talking Evil Dead Rise. We're going to touch on a little bit of the franchise. But um, first and foremost, how the hell has everybody been? I'm doing like I always am. Just fine. Always good. Always good. I love that shirt, man. I got the same one, Not a Living Dead. Hope, how you been? I mean, I've been really well. I'm really, really excited that we have to, we have, we get to have this discussion tonight. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure between Alyssa and I, we're going to drop some controversial opinions. But don't hate us for our opinions because that's why we're here is to give you a different perspective to what everyone else is probably going to say. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We all might be in an agreement. We might no, be. We knows? might be. That'll that'll be terrifying to find out. I mean, there's a lot of talks online. If if you haven't seen the movie yet, I honestly recommend you go watch the movie before even and listening then- to this. Yeah, because there will be obviously spoilers. We're talking about it. Um, you know, when was the first time? Let me ask everybody. We'll go. We'll start. Alyssa, since you're new to the show, we'll start with you. You seen Evil Dead? I have been familiar with the franchise since. I think 2011 because i saw the original with my dad and then i the 2013 remake came shortly after that so out of so out of the evil dead movies you know excluding this one uh what what was your favorite well i i always go with the original because i'm a person that doesn't like remakes hope what about yourself evil dead you familiar with the franchise I'm somewhat familiar. I kind of got a chance to watch both of them yet. The the 20, the the original and then the remake in 2013 yesterday. I think there's something about the practical effects in the original that are just that make it, even though it's like a, it's old and they're obviously like, there's a lot of the stuff that they, you know, could remake now that make it, you know, a little bit different with the CGI effects. I think that the original just has something about the classic just works better on so many levels than the ones that I've seen. I haven't seen the TV show. I haven't watched the entire TV series yet because I do know that that is something that I have to like, it goes in middle of the two somehow. I'm not really sure. I haven't watched it yet. But from what I've seen and watched, I still kind of like the original best. It's tough to compete with the original uh, when you have so many sequels because it's it's classic. Speaking of classic, speaking of originals, here he is, the 80s horror god. Sean T, the man of the hour here. Talk to us, Sean. I know, I know you're familiar with this franchise. What's your favorite part uh, of the Evil Dead franchise? I'd have to go with part two. I, I find that amongst my circle of friends, part two is, without a doubt, the most popular one. Uh, the most fun one to me is Army of Darkness. I've just always had a, a thing for that film. I, I know it's not as popular, but uh, you know, as as far as the uh, the gags go and, and the co- comedy of it, that one definitely takes the cake. But, um, and you know, those that know me, and you know this, I am not even close to being a fan of remakes, but I will say the Evil Dead remake, I liked a lot. They put their little bit of twist on there, and you know, it's it's a real spooky, fun movie. 
But uh, obviously, you can't go, you know, can't go wrong with the, the first one. But uh, I think the second one is probably the best one. Okay. Okay. Threw threw me off a little bit on now. I, I thought you were going with the, with the OG film, but uh, I could I could see why. Honestly, second one I enjoyed the second. I, one I think that I think that you know, they might have like perfected a few things with the second one. You know, they they were just kids making that first movie, and you know, these it's still fun and as a comedy. I, I don't know. Like I said, I know a lot of people that the second one is their uh, is their go to with that stuff with the Evil Dead franchise. Oh no, I, I agree with it. I agree with you, man. That's my personal favorite as well. I think, um, you know, and we'll get into Evil Dead Rise, uh, but I I guess you know we'll we'll save that. Let's let's get to Steve O. Steve joining us here. Tease us in the building. Talk to us. Your favorite part of the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, I'm in line with Sean. Um, I'm not a huge, just growing up, I was never a huge Evil Dead fan, but I respected it for the sheer fact that it was one of those movies that really just brought comedy into horror. And um, it's the best, you know, like when you merge those two together where anyone could watch it and really enjoy it and really see these over-the-top effects, Evil Dead is your go-to, you know? Um, And I'm... I'm in line with Sean too, because like they got that big budget to create a way better movie to kind of repolish and fix what it needed to do. And it's almost like, you know, taking something in the studio, you know, like where someone cuts a record and it's raw. This was their second attempt to really just bring it on that main stage and give it that <clears throat> that mass appeal to where it looks like a real cinematic release. So that's why I think it's always going to go down as the best because uh, it's balanced. It has that nice level of gore and darkness but there's just that these comedic scenes with ash that just is relatable for everyone you know so to me that that's always going to be the best um and like sean said uh, i don't i've never heard of one person kind of uh poo-pooing like the remakes the remake i haven't heard one bad thing about it aesthetically i think it's right uh it was still able to kind of bring in that universe that feel of evil dead and still update it to like you know they kind of like fine tune it, you know. It brought it up to modern age, um, and it, it felt right. And more so, kind of like this movie. I'm sure we'll talk more into it, but it felt in universe, you know. Most important thing with these remakes, like, is it a spinoff? Is it like, you know, the new thing is to kind of take these things into like a, a side layer, a side lateral move where it has that feel. But is it, is it a, is it ripped out of the page of Evil Book, uh, Evil Dead? You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I mean, we've seen the reviews online for Evil Dead Rise and uh, everyone was hyping it up. Um, I guess next question I have for everybody, did it live up to your expectations uh, if you had read all those reviews online? And we'll start with Alyssa. Um, Well, Hope and I went and saw it together. we did not enjoy it it was a lot of like we were literally sitting there the whole time and just like oh this is gonna happen oh this is gonna happen because there was like so much foreshadowing and just like i don't know it felt like they were lazy and just wanted to steal like very iconic moments from movies that are like og horror movies like the shining for example when the blood comes out of the elevator so i have friends in like the film industry and stuff and some of them were like oh it's not related this is supposed to be one that's like has no connection with the other ones but if that was the case then 
it shouldn't have been called what it was called and it shouldn't have used the chainsaw at the end and raining blood like it did in the remake so you guys weren't happy about it period no no not Not at all there's nothing you can extract from that movie that was enjoyable for you i'm hard pressed for that one because i really i walked in with a lot of confidence for this movie i really did I think Alyssa and I, when we were discussing it on the ride over, we were discussing, we were super excited about it. People have been hyping this up. We sat down and it started, and this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I would just advise to turn around now. They started at the lake and all I could think was this is the Friday the 13th series. I feel like this is the problem with seeing movies when you've seen social media and the hype is so high um my one friend actually went to like an early release like three weeks ago for it um for this like special event and he like raved about it so I was like oh I'm confident like I trust his opinion and then I went and I was like disappointed yeah yeah now do you guys think and it's for anybody out there wants to answer do you guys think that social media uh affects you know I guess it, it it affects us going into the film uh, mentally thinking like, okay, we we have this preconceived notion. Okay, this film is supposed to be awesome. You know, we're going in there thinking, you know, reading what's going on online without reading the spoilers. Now we're we're thinking this this movie's gonna just supersede expectations, and then it's it's a letdown. Do you think that reading things online affect, you know, how we feel after we see this movie? After we see any movie, for that matter. I don't all of them necessarily have that but i think with this movie in particular with the amount of hype like i didn't read as much about scream i think this movie for some reason got a wildfire of social media on it which i do think also does play into the fact of why i walked in with such a high expectation for it i didn't walk in with expectation of being scared i walked in with expectation of enjoying it and i found it incredibly this is not the right word but stupid like i didn't find it to be like i found it to be less of a horror movie and more of like a cut scenes between several different horror films and then the ending i just didn't find it to flow as well i found like it was just not i felt the overall movie i didn't enjoy but if i had to pinpoint exactly what it was it felt like a lot of things there's foreshadowing and then there's just flat out telling you what's gonna happen yeah the hype was not real and the hype from social media just really destroyed any like hope for it being anything like i have i barely want go on like any kind of blogs and i'm gonna go see a movie like i don't go read the blogs ahead of time because i don't want to know but i saw a lot a lot about evil dead rise before i even even went to see it and like i've seen other movies and they didn't have nearly this hype but this particular one everybody was talking that's the problem i feel like when it comes to like trilogies or sequels or prequels is that you have a fandom right you have people you know are gonna go see these movies based upon the title right evil dead the whole franchise so you have a certain amount of fans that follow that so they're just gonna automatically go see it because of that um but i just i didn't enjoy it honestly and I, I think as a collective, we didn't enjoy it. We yeah. watched it together oh, and we walked out and we were just yes, like, sir. why did we watch? I got I to gotta ask you, Sean, because I'm thinking about what, what did this meet your expectation, Sean? All right. You're going to have to give me a minute with this one here. All right, so okay. first of all, this was a horror film. It's, it's one of those horror films 
that's not made for horror fans. It's a, uh, like you said before, like a money grab, but this was also not made for Evil Dead fans. I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. This was not made for old school Evil Dead fans. So right out the gate in the movie, I did enjoy the way they put the movie title, but that also presented my first problem. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in all the originals, Deadites are only out at nighttime. This one was a dayite, I think. Oh, that's a bad <laughs> Maybe, so, you know? So, so anyway. I didn't have Martin, to throw my dad joke in there. <laughs> well, also, my, too, uh, this is like a different director. Like, this is someone that's, it's not Sam. Sam Raimi was involved. So one thing that my son said, he made a really good point. If you take the Necronomicon out of this movie, it's just your run-of-the-mill 2000s possession, possessed movie. Yeah, if, if, if that's that's what you know, and he hit that right on the head right there. Um, you know, again with the predictability, I don't I don't really think that the, uh, you know, we all like you said we all have our opinions. I don't really think that the blood and elevator thing was a, sh- a shout out to the Shining. Uh, Evil Dead. I remember when I was a kid that came out was the only thing everybody talked about was how much fucking blood they used in the movie. That's all anybody talked about, and they went way over the top of it. There's just blood, blood, blood. And I Perfect. think that that's what they were going for to get that same kind of feel. But again, you know, and you know, they had all those uh, again spoilers, but all those dead people in the hallway, they took forever to turn into deadites. You know, that right at the right time, they're now deadites. Um, you know, we we both absolutely <laughs> did not like it at all. And uh, and again, if you take away the Necronomicon, it's just any one of these run-of-the-mill possession movies that have come out in the past, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. Dude, I was waiting That's for Ed and Lorraine Law, uh, Warren to pop out of here, man. I, I thought Patrick Wilson was going to be here. So, yeah, because that's that's the feel I got too. It's and I I don't know. I, I, apparently, someone bought the rights to the franchise, and now supposedly they're going to be making one every two or two to three years. Oh God! And I, I, I'm just not interested. Not interested oh, at all. I'm going to stay with my you know my my first three, and and again. I, I despise remakes, but that remake was fantastic. You know, I, every once in a while, I'll give one a chance. So, and, and the TV show is really good. I never finished it. I only got a little bit into the second season, but the first season was phenomenal. So, so maybe, would you respect it more if it was like a uh, a streaming movie? Like if it popped up on I would I probably, or... I probably wouldn't even have watched it that because I would have known it wasn't worth watching it. You know, I'm not a streaming guy. Um, I've got six, seven hundred right, hard copy if, back here. You know, I'm just not a streamer. All right. If, if it was a straight to VHS release. Let's arrest- age ourselves right here. <laughs> Let's <laughs> age ourselves right here. Do you want to go to Blockbuster and get a VHS shot? No, uh, I'm just joking around, but yeah, no. Uh, I, mean, no I can't lie. I probably, I probably would have given it a shot, you know, um, if it was streaming and or just because of the title on there. But again, yeah. I was turned off right in the beginning. I thought that the, again, the, the when they when they popped up the uh, title of the movie, that was pretty badass. Yeah. But again, I don't remember yeah, that the, uh... around during the day. I just don't remember that at all. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember that, you know? And, and it's just, there's so much far-fetched stuff. I mean, they have this earthquake, you know, and this, this 14, 15-year-old kid decides to jump down in a hole and, you know, the, he ain't gonna do that, man. It's just, oh, look, a hole! Yeah, I'm 14. I'm, I'm like, why am I going to a hole? I got pizza. 
I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. I'm not going to you know, with, with the with, I got pizza. With the ladies, you know, that ending was absolutely horrible, man. The chainsaw didn't need to be there. Uh, you know, they they all of a sudden know how to these, these kids know how to operate this this grinding machine truck, whatever the hell that was, you know, that just happened to be able to turn it on. You know, I'm sure well, you keys somewhere to turn that thing on. They YouTube it. Why, why is that just randomly in the bottom of an apartment building? Oh yeah, what? they YouTubed it. While they're panicking, they're YouTubing it. You're right, Jimmy. Well, they have to well, have the chainsaw because it just goes with the whole I, I Evil Dead thing. And in the remake, if you guys remember, Mia takes the chainsaw and literally shoves it in the mouth of the Deadite while it's raining blood. And kind of, spoiler-ish, um, when she did that, the chipper moved. And it was raining blood on her. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, all I heard was Slayer when that when that, when that blood. That's the same thing about fire too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was, oh man, it was crazy. But I at least I love the blood. Before I get to my thing, Stevo, talk to us, buddy. Did it meet your expectations? Well, again, I'm not like a cult level Evil Dead fan, so I was entertained. Um, I think Sean. Sean's point about like if you take the Necronomicon out, it did feel like an early two thousands movie. Like I was kind of, I kind of felt like I was watching The Ring a little bit with the contortion, uh, with the special effects. But again, it was entertaining. Um, I didn't have these expectations to have it link to the Evil Dead universe, but I felt like it was a bit of a far stretch. You know, whipping out this this vinyl record. I actually thought that part was kind of cool. Um, being that he was DJing and it was kind of like evoking, um, you know, the book back. And I like that scene where Ellie's doing the laundry and like it pans right into her. I feel like she kind of uh, stole the show. I thought the girl that portrayed her was excellent. Uh, she really carried it along from, I think that one scene where she walks in and starts cooking the eggs. I'm like, okay, I'm like really interested in just the aesthetic part of this and how they're storytelling her transitioning, she's slowly, slowly transitioning from a mom to this demon where she's, you know, I think that part where she's like, hey, I can't wait to jump in your skin. That's where she's, you know, the shit has hit the fan, you know, but <clears throat> I was entertained. Um, that's what I came there to see. I wasn't trying to connect dots and um, put it under a microscope. Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't connect with the universe. Um, you can easily, you know, it was kind of a far stretch to kind of introduce the book, but if this shit were to happen in modern times, how would it look? It might look like what they just showed, you know what I mean? But again, it was very, very far-fetched with the earthquake and um, the fact that it was, their building was about to close and it was built upon a bank, um, you know? To me, what I want to see next is like a real prequel, you know, like how did the book of the dead come to be like they kind of spoke about this religious order containing it or someone holding the secret but to me it's more interesting like if they really manifested and show this primitive story you know um yeah it, it was it was above it was slightly above average for me for my expectations but again it didn't feel like an evil dead movie um, i'm with you I'm it with had you. it had some strokes of brilliance like like you said it was kind of a slow burn but the scene where they're looking through the uh, the the eye hole, they kind of built some suspense. It was a little anticlimactic, but 
there was a lot of like funny parts and her swaying back and forth. And it almost looked like it was improv, you know, like all of a sudden the, the neighbor whoops out his rifle and just like shoots, you know, what is he shooting out there? You know, it's very chaotic and, and a kid fucking flies from the other side. So, um, you know, it's super gory, you know, visually, if you're like a visual effects person, I think it has your interest, but uh, story-wise, I don't think it was really strong, but I didn't hate it. I didn't walk out feeling like I got robbed. You know, I, I felt like I was entertained. So I well, that, that's what it matters, man. You go there, you feel like, you know, you, you enjoyed it for what it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I agree with you guys that it did not yeah. connect uh, with the universe, but I think for me, it it was the gore. You know, I I wanted more gore, but we we had a lot of it. I feel like in the film, I think the funny one liners, you know, that comedy that was bought, uh, that was displayed in the film, and and I, I forgot exactly verbatim what the mother was saying, but she said some funny lines in the in the movie. Um, I thought the little girl did a tremendous job. I, I can't remember her name either. If anybody remembers, you can throw it out there. My memory is like, overall, like, Sean, to your point, how it introduced Evil Dead Rise in the beginning, I did like that. Um, the She plays Cassie. That, what was the name? Uh, I just looked it up. She plays Cassie. Cassie, Cassie okay. That's her. Yeah, yeah. She was, I think she done. She did an incredible job in the film. And um, the other two kids, was I, I wasn't really, you know, for me, it was like, as almost, Almost as if like they weren't even family. I felt like in a way, the the brother, the other brother and sister. They, they yeah, was, it almost felt like almost felt like foster kids. They felt yeah, like, like yeah, kids. thank you, like foster kids. That's what it felt like to me too. It was, and it's like I, I wanted to, I wanted to get more story on on that family. I felt like it felt you know? like there was a disconnect in that family. I feel like the, I don't even feel like listen as much as I loved Cassie and I think that she was incredible, but I think as as a whole, all four, all five family members could have been next door neighbors the best part of the movie was the fact that she called that stick with that baby doll head on it staffing oh uh, yeah i like that, that. i enjoyed it like i want the staffing if anybody like, wants to get me one i am willing to, I, I just need the stick Stephanie. i'll get the doll with the disconnect <laughs> though like we have to remember that like the dad just like walked out on the family as well and we didn't know why like neither did they he just left so of course there's going to be somewhat of a disconnect because they're all like who up and made him leave basically so that's there i was feel not like enough. why they were so disconnected there was not enough story there like you're right they're disconnected and even the sister too like she's now she's a groupie quote-unquote for a band and yeah they mentioned that like too many pregnant, times like what happened like there was more to that story like what happened with the sister like did she had a like we didn't it was bits and pieces like there was a lot of holes i felt like in in the plot and in the film and um you know the whole thing too the little <laughs> it being far-fetched i was just thinking about there's an earthquake and why why like okay wow there's a hole i'm gonna it felt like jumanji oh wait a minute i found the book here it is, like, you know. and That's exactly what it was like. It was like, yeah. what 11-year-old do you know that, or any teenage year, what kind of kid do you know is going to go explore a hole after a natural disaster and have pizza? Like, I mean, I've never, never what, met yeah, a kid that actually age, like that. 
You're not going to be terrified. You're not going to want to go upstairs. Let me see if mom's okay. Let, let me see what's going on. Like, I'm, I'm shook. There's an earthquake. Like, literally, I'm shook. There's an earthquake. Like, you know, like, I'm not going to I, th- I think he really, I, I think he, I think he really just wanted to snag that vinyl. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, really know about was the vinyl unless you oh, yeah, that's right. there. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. That's right. He didn't even know that was it, but somehow maybe something told him. Wait, you gotta, you gotta check this out. But then there was no whisper. There was nothing that was like, even musically wise, that would have like, indicated that it the was whole like Evil Dead thing. Like there was the nothing best... that indicated its lead to it. There was nothing that was like, oh, we know it's a, we know it's a, you know, a thing. But there was no like, oh, by the way. Or something that gave you an indicator that, like, it was going to be something scary. Like, he saw a hole. He jumped in the hole without knowing what was down there. It's just, you know, and there's aftershocks and an earthquake. So why would you think that's a good idea? She wanted, she wanted someone to say, "Join us." (laughs) Sure. I want to point out. I don't know if anyone else noticed this. But the amount of times that they mentioned that the ant was a groupie, and then also oh, no. every time, or like a guitar technician. Yeah. Yes. Every time she was like in the middle of something, her she was getting like pains in her stomach area, and I'm like thinking to myself, why does she keep like acting like that area hurts? Okay, yeah, she, obviously she's pregnant, but like. It's constant. I wanted to see a demon, like an alien, pop out of her stomach. Yeah, that's what what it was setting me up for. It was like, why does she keep grabbing her stomach like that? That actually would have been a cool ending, to be honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know, Sean. Sean, you were saying something. You were jumping in before. What were you saying? Yeah, I tried. Um, So uh, one of my problems with some of the effects were, and obviously with a lot of CGI and stuff, but there's the scene where the teenage girl, her nose starts bleeding. Now, if yeah. my nose is bleeding and I go, she goes like this across her face with her thumb. If I do that, I'm going to smear blood across my face. But she goes like this, and there's no blood smeared, but it's on her finger. So I don't know why, but you know, with new stuff, I'm just picking up. I've been picking up on stuff like that, you know. And it's not it's something everybody's going to pick up on. But if I have, if I have a real nosebleed, if I go like this, I'm going to smear blood. She didn't do that. It was perfectly clean, blood on the, you know. I mean, so, this is also technically not a real situation. Like you yeah, have to well, remember that movie, I want my movie it's to be supernatural. Realistic. I want my well, if blood come out of her nose, she's gonna smear it across her face. That's reality. Was it blood? Because it was like black. It wasn't blood. What, what I don't think it was blood. It was like it was like goo or something. Dirt. It, it, regardless, if it was freaking jello, it should have smeared across her face. So that's my point. I mean, I hear that. Was, I definitely, I definitely, there were definitely things in that movie just, that I picked up that I was like, there's something just missing here. But even like when she swallows the glass, they like paid enough attention to have it like cut her throat as she was swallowing it. But that, that, yeah, that was like a pure CGI move. move yeah. yeah. I actually thought that that scene was kind of cool where she was kind of crouched and eating the wine glass, but. It seemed like it was, it felt half pregnant. Like it didn't go all the way, like you said. Like Definitely. it was like a cool, somebody it was, it half faked like cool, an idea. If it was, it was like a cool flex on the effect, but you know, like you said, like to have it just protrude in the neck. I mean, you're eating shards of glass, right? To make your, your stomach ache go away. And they didn't take it to the next level where maybe she should have just, it should have just rained, you know, that green 
demonic blood down all the way down and maybe it like went all over the floor they could have taken that to the next level but they didn't you know it should it should have that shadowing too like just have that like set up for it like her getting cut i immediately knew as soon as she got cut with that tattoo gun i was like that that's it she's done and the knife when the older one the blonde one was holding the knife i knew it was going to end up in her somehow and she was going to turn too so it's like there's a lot of foreshadowing even with the wood chipper like they couldn't have made it more obvious attempt to make homages to the movie and like you said make kind of connect the dots a little bit but it was an homage to kind of bring it it's they kind of like slapped a little tape on it and connected it to the franchise. It was like a how-to guide for the movie. It also seemed a little bit redundant with that scene because I believe we just had a horror icon get killed the same way. The end of uh, Halloween Kills, same type of deal. Oh. As soon as that popped on, I was like, you know what? This this just happened. Like They couldn't have thought of anything else. It seemed a little redundant to me. To oh, have yeah, the, the meat grow- Halloween ends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, you know, same, same situation. The blood... The gore, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it when it was raining blood and and the blood in the elevator scene. I I it didn't bother me, but it also didn't. I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but it's like nothing that really stood out in this movie. Where I'm like, oh shit. The only thing that to me that I picked up on was that I enjoyed more than anything else was probably the one liners <laughs> from from the mother. And I felt like also you know somebody brought out the point. Uh, felt like the ring. I don't. Some yeah. one of you guys said that. No, so yeah. Jesus, sorry. Yeah, so and that's what it did when she just the way she was moving. I got that vibe. I got like conjuring right. vibes. It was more. It was definitely more of a possession. Had a lot vibe. of conjuring vibes from it. I I did enjoy the the fact when she um I I guess bit his eye bit that guy's eyeball out and then spit it out and the other guy swallowed his eye. That was wild. <laughs> that was fucking that was great. The in the movie. that was wild i was like really she didn't even like bite the whole she bit the outside of the eye that's not i mean that was that was another homage to the to to the earlier movies you know so it's just and like the part where like they're looking through the peephole and you just see the kid fly across the hallway i'm like this is so ridiculous it reminded me of um the annabelle creation when the she was throwing the nun around. This movie belonged in the Conjuring series, and and that for you know that whole realm right there. That yeah, I feel like realm. it kind of between that and like the Ring. I don't think it fit in the Evil Dead. I love the gore. I think it was bloody. I would have loved to see it bloodier. I I think it was bloody. It was great. I loved it, but it was missing something. Hope also mentioned to me while we were watching it. She's like, I'm getting heavy Joker vibes it because is. the smile was like so joker-esque like it when you see her smile and you see the the emptiness behind her eyes it looked like batman's joker it looks like when martha wayne becomes joker it looks there is obviously nothing going on upstairs at that point but the smile like the blood and everything i was like you just i I enjoyed that that part of it like not the really the way she moved but just a facial expression the way she smiled yeah that sadistic look that she had so uh that that was I thought, cool. I thought she stole the show i thought she was great I oh i think she was fantastic i think cassie was fantastic i think the mom was fantastic but i think that it was just poorly executed yeah i think that there was just there was the execution was not up to the standard that i was expecting 
kind of because I also got a lot of it out of the, you know, the social media. Everyone was raving about it. Everyone was talking about how much they loved it. And I was going in thinking it's going to be some great movie. Acting was fine. It's just yeah. the way that they... The portrayal was not yeah. that part. The acting How they was... put it all together. Yeah. yeah. The storylines you know, and missing you stuff. Also have to, you also have to think when you're on social media, um, that's their job to hype it up, right? It's like they want that pulse because they want... They want the clout. They want that attention. That person that is reposting or sharing that content with the studio, they want an opportunity to have that platform, you know? So that's their job. That's like watching another trailer on a bigger stage, you know? So Yeah, but I have friends who aren't in the industry, and they posted about it, too. And they actually gave me a connection, like how they're connected. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there's three books, and each each book has a different deadite. So basically, there's a connection where the next movie will consist of Ash, uh, um, Mia, and then the aunt from this most recent one. And basically, they trio fight, supposed to like base after Army of Darkness. They want to bring it an inch closer to the franchise. So that's how they'll connect. However, I know that Bruce will not partake in another movie unless Sam finishes it basically i read um i read today that the voice of the priest was actually bruce campbell yeah it was yeah, that, on was the record, that was bruce yeah. bruce on the mic he's listen he doesn't have to be in sight but he's on the mic and he, he delivered another important thing that i want to say before was like the positive thing is it's going to bring in new fans right it's going to bring a lot of attention to the old shit it's going to bring a whole generation of new fans so in that aspect i think it's a positive thing you know what i mean um but like Sean said, it's not designed for guys our age. It's not designed for anyone that's a cult fan. It is very, um, it's glamorized. It's very commercial looking, you know, they want to make money. That's, that's what they're, that's what the goal is. Right. So that's kind of, it felt very commercial. It felt very overly polished, you know, but again, I had different expectations. I just wanted to get entertained. I like to see some jump scares sound design you know the the aesthetic i felt like was shot in a certain temperature that i that i liked a lot um it felt like sean said it felt like an early 2000s film like the it felt like i was watching the ring you know but definitely not a strong connection to the franchise maybe they did that on purpose sorry i'm killing a a moth um but again yeah it's not after you teases he's like oh it's back something's dead in teases sean what was the positive that you extracted from this film? Um, you know, like you said, I, I feel, I mean, I guess I was entertained. I was trying to keep my interest in it. Um, I don't really know if there's a positive, but I do agree with what you said, you know, maybe it'll, you know, reintroduce the uh, original stuff to the, to the newer fans. It was 100% aimed at a new generation. You know what my one yeah. positive is? Out of all the horror that's been coming out, and a lot of it doesn't even make it to the big screen, it was a it was a better movie in that regard than some of the other shit that they're making, one hundred percent. But uh, you know, eighties horror it just wasn't for me, man. Again, positives. We could talk about the blood and the gore, you know, the chainsaw. I I didn't I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the chainsaw thing. I mean, I always love to see a chainsaw in an Evil Dead movie. So, um, but I just think, you know, I I don't know the ending. It was cool how they started it in a way. Almost felt like a. Tarantino style. The beginning of the movie was like the end of the movie. And then how we got to the end in that whole elevator. And tell you the truth, I have a fear of elevators as it is. I got stuck in one. I fell in an elevator before, only on the first floor. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was, 
I was young and I, I jumped up. Not I should have sued the building. They, they probably had a lot of money over there in Queens. Um, but I, I also had you know, a conversation as well about the apartment building because yeah. I don't know if it's for apartment buildings as well, if it applies, but I know hotels do not have a 13th floor and they were on the 13th floor. Yes. Yes. You're right. There, there is no 13th floor for a reason. Uh, I, I don't know if, that's everywhere it's superstition they do not believe yeah. that they believe the number 13 is actually very um uh, demonic and hazardous therefore there is no 13th floor because every time there was like a 13th something goes wrong and a lot of people when buildings were starting to be built that were taller the number 13 was found to be a demonic and oftentimes brought on bad luck so people wouldn't stay on the 13th floor then wouldn't so 14 be 13 everything don't actually have a 13th floor they In do but they theory, don't correct yeah so 14 would be 13 technically so that means i'm not going to the 14th floor jimmy i i also i have to also have to say that one thing i picked up on she says to the to her sister that uh they have one month to get out they were nowhere near even started like you got <laughs> I was like, you have four weeks to be out of there and you have shit everywhere. Like, you didn't even start. Like, what are you going to like? When did you, know, you start packing? Out, out exactly. out, you know, like, what's going on here? She's casually back. And I'm like, yo, what? Well, she, you know, she said that because she knew the earthquake was coming. That's why. That was <laughs> and there it is. There was the pothole we needed to fill. Uh, uh, there it is. Uh, I mean, just a whole room alone. It's a big hole. Also yeah. kind of BS how she was like so adamant about not taking the elevator after an earthquake, yet literally looks at the staircase door and chooses to get on the elevator instead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my thought on that was, uh, I actually had the same thought, but my thought was that she, you know, the kids had come up it, so maybe her thought process was, well, they came up and it's working okay, let me hop on there. But I agree with what you're saying. But it, you know, maybe, the kids, it was after the kids had come up, so she's. I guess her, you know, her thought was it's working, so I'm going to use it. Maybe she's like, "Hey, how worse could it get?" That too. Yeah. yeah. How bad is I it going to get? I I don't go into elevators when there's when it's a sunny day outside. I, my, you know, like I, that, that's just me though. Like I, I'm taking the stairs. You know, true story. My my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law lives in. In the South Bronx, in, in a big in a big building on the fifteenth floor, I take the you stairs. You're gonna be skinny now. I take the stairs. It may take me a half an hour to get up there. Okay, <laughs> my little brakes. I feel like Rocky. I'm not going. No, no. There's no way. There's no way because I ever since I'm traumatized, man. It's even hard to go into like hotels and get an elevator. But I'm feeling a little more secure. I'm like, you know, it's a hotel. They probably check these things often. All right, I'm good. I go down. Jimmy pushes his luggage into the uh, into the elevator, pushes the button, and he's like, this Yeah, I'm running up the stairs. <laughs> Door opens. There's just the luggage. What the hell is this? You know, freaking TSA. Forget it. Be like the bomb squad checking it out. No, man, I'm not taking the elevator. F that. This movie. And then, oh man, this. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm thinking too much though into into the film. But if you start to dissect it, there are things that just does that just don't make sense at all and uh, question marks all over the place but for what it was in in the the action the gore um i i did enjoy that part you know i, I enjoyed the killing i enjoyed like when she was eating the glass I, it was made that scene was just that people cringe because that's something that that had me cringing when i seen her just chewing that wine glass i'm like oh man i felt it i was checking checking to see if my tongue was bleeding 
in the movie. I literally just said to Hope, I was like, maybe we're just unfazed from everything at this point because even That's like wrong, the man. cheese grater. Like, yeah, I, you know, that didn't get me at all. Like the way they were hyping it up online too about the cheese grater. It's like, oh, the cheese grater scene. I'm like, I man. wanted to see actual pieces of flesh, like like oh, a yeah, shrapnel yes. flying everywhere. Like when yeah. I go to the damn nail salon, I went one time with the missus to the to the salon. Oh, you gotta get your feet done. Cause she my big guys, listen, this day's here, and whoever listens, the dozens of listeners, okay. I can't get on an airplane because my big toenail, but it's okay. She was she had enough of it. I had to go to the salon. They're calmly doing everybody's nails, sitting down, getting the pedicures. I go in there, they take my sock, and whoa, work has got to get done. And, and no, because she was brawling too. She comes out and she and she starts going out, killing the dead skin. There's skin shrapnel flying all over, all over the nail salon. Okay, the skin all over the place. There's another lady's looking like, oh my god. She's getting hit in the eye with the skin. That's what I. That's what I wanted to see with the cheese grater. Something like when Why I went. That's what we were waiting for. Yeah, Man, it was I, so like unsatisfying when she took it, and it just like amounted to nothing but scrapes on her leg. I scraped yeah. my knee better than that when I was running. Like uh, with no, Saw, no. the one where Lincoln Park is in it, and Chester Bennington is literally glued to the chair, and his whole back peels off. Like, yeah, that's the kind oh. of stuff I expected. We want to see, yeah, we wanted that touch because if they would have did something like that too, it would have been now you're, you're going into like the, the what do they call that, man? The torture porn, uh, you know, category with Saw. You know, you're going into that realm, a little paranormal realm. But yeah, I wanted to see that long story, long story short. I wanted to see that that skin flying off and stuff like that with the cheese grater. Just going in. I, you know, what is that? Like, you see bone. I wanted to see bone. I want to see meat. I was expecting there, to see both. Yeah, I was expecting at least it, some kind it, of shred. It sounds like you wanted, her to, you wanted her to start digging a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm digging deep. I'm talking right into the tibia fibula. I'm talking like right there, man. Like, like the bone. I wanted to see it all, man. That Yeah, that would have been nice. That would, but that little scrape on there, like you said, I had a more, it was a more uh, thrilling experience I had at that salon in the in the Bronx when I was that living over there. And I'll tell you, the but even that, with one pass, you still would have gotten pieces of skin off with one pass. Like, I don't know if you've yeah. ever like accidentally cut yourself on a cheese grater, but it's serious. Oh, yeah. And like, it hurts. it hurts. And you will like literally peel your skin off. So that was kind of uh, lackluster. No, I agree. I agree. And and just for the record, if anyone is anyone out there, and there's, there's got to be one or two people wondering, it cost me ten dollars. That was the initial price for that at the salon, and uh, I gave her like a thirty dollar tip after that. But anyway, she was she was she got taken care of uh, just for that. But yes, yes, to your point, one hundred percent. Lackluster. Set it up I, I so it. high for like nothing. I mean, I thought the eyeball scene was was better. The eyeball but, scene where like. She calls her on the phone. It is is cool to me. That felt like Evil Dead, like the aesthetic. You know, she's present, but she's not. That that fly just like just chilling on there, like that felt like Evil Dead. That felt like the remake for a second, and then it then it wasn't. You know, but I felt I like that she, was cool. I agree with you too, and I love how she was trying to talk to her daughter, like to convince, hey, open the door. It's mommy, you know, and and stuff, and their families getting back to get like. Like she was really, that, yeah. That's the, that's that's the whole point, you know. Like in her head, psychologically, yeah. as possessed, like she wants to be together as a family of demonites, you know. Did you think that, that the, anybody? Too. 
Which that scene oh, where they do that like itty bitty little prayer and he like tries to close her eyes and they shoot open like that was yeah. and then he does that little prayer like that's that's gonna help you <laughs> yeah. you're gonna pray now that's, that's gonna help you like i thought that was funny though when the eyes popped open again i think the whole theater was laughing at that too yeah i think i think he jumped so far back he might have been in the next apartment what do you guys think about the kids uh becoming possessed did you guys enjoy that? Did you think that was going to happen? I, I knew it. When we walked into the movie, when they when the kid jumped out in the hall, we're like, oh, well, he died. Yeah. It wasn't two seconds, and I was like, well, he'll be, she'll be dead next. And then, like, the one, the daughter, Bridget, she's, like, talking to the mom, like, obviously, like, you know that's not your mother. And then, like, she attacks her and cuts her. I'm like, as Another soon as she started dad? that conversation, I knew that that was over and then same with the knife thing when the aunt gives the older one the knife i'm like that's gonna end up inside her at some point so yeah. it's just what do you think about the ending sean i don't know a little bit lackluster i don't know if it's really like deadite behavior maybe the ripping off of the of the uh of her you know her her scalp there the uh I got a little frank zito vibes from that i got frank zito vibes from that the maniac i don't think he did i don't think she decapitated him with the drone she cut herself with the the drone oh, and she that. jumped into the water and then he jumped into the water after her and he, she just like ripped him to shreds underneath the water yeah yeah that's exactly what happened i thought that was cool when his head popped out of the freaking water but i think again foreshadowing too didn't he say that yeah and then it happened it can't uh, cut it can't cut my head yeah. off it, yeah, there you go <laughs> so just a, a ton of that man uh, steve We'll go to the ladies, uh, ending-wise. What, what do you ladies think of the ending? I feel like it just, it, did it full circle? No. Do I feel like, again, there were parts that were missing there again? Did I like the ending of the movie? Yes. Why? Because it was over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but I think, as Sean said, it was very lackluster. There was something missing. Like The other thing, too, is that when the like dead eye blood touches your blood you turn and she had a cheese grating like thing on her leg and she had a stab wound in her hand and at first she had like duct tape around it and then she found like gauze and wrapped it up but by the end of the time that was saturated so it's also a little unrealistic stating that none of their blood got in you at all like that's another good point too steve what'd you think of the ending i was satisfied in the way that i could see that it connected to the beginning um i think their point i think they're trying to allude that like that cabin that was modified was the og cabin you know and that's where it happened again like that's like their connect but yeah it was I guess it was anticlimactic, you know, it's like, all right, cool. You know, it's full swing connected to the beginning. You know, I was kind of interested to see like, you know, how it started is very incomplete. So you're kind of waiting, like you said, it's like you're very Tarantino-esque to kind of like fill in the gaps and now it makes sense. But yeah, there wasn't this whole procession of how that girl got possessed and how she drove herself because clearly she's possessed like at the building. So she drove herself to the camp, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it was uh it wasn't a strong ending it wasn't a cliffhanger um obviously they're gonna keep it open for more things because money makes money right yeah and now uh, she's just running wild 
Because <laughs> we don't see what happens well, I mean, to her. I mean, yeah, she, I mean, she could. How long was that ride, a, too? As a deadite, she could be. Yeah, that'd be funny if she got an Uber. That'd be really funny. <laughs> you know, she, she hops in. You know, that'd be a little more realistic. But uh, she could be a good deadite. She could be a good, you know, like you, like, uh, you had said before, they might build it up to have uh, a bigger battle and connect more books. So maybe that could be some foreshadowing of some um, prequel stories. As they go forward, maybe they can go backwards a bit and start kind of building how there's three books, you know? So, yeah, uh, I didn't hate it again. I came in with a different mindset. I wasn't trying to connect dots. I just wanted to just uh, be entertained. But again, I'm more into slasher films. So like, I like Evil Dead. Evil Dead, I think, is not meant to be taken seriously. There's no um, epic storylines. Um, yeah, you know, there's her um, heroism and there's funny parts, but there's not much. It's not, You don't go there for the narrative. You go there for the effects and the slapsticks and the one-liners. Yeah, you know? Clearly, you got some of that, but that's not what, you know, traditionally, that's not what you got. So I didn't hate it. Again, um, I got something different out of it because I, I come in from a different perspective. When I see a movie like that, I, I look for different things, you know. Um, I don't put it under a microscope. So I was entertained. It was cool. Uh, will I buy it on DVD? No. Uh, will I stream it? You know, yeah, I, I might see it again. But I liked it for the effects. That's it. Um, is it really part of the universe? Not really. It yeah. could be its own separate thing eventually, you know, maybe. Maybe you'll respect it more after the second or third movie, but it's not connected to the OG shit in any way, really, outside of yeah. the obvious of playing a record or something like that. No, I agree with you, man. I, if you're a diehard Evil Dead fan, you're probably going to be really disappointed. Um, I think even if even if you're not, like, you know, again, this goes back to the point about reading things online. You know, you get your expectations high. I got mine high after reading everybody everybody's uh not reviews with spoilers but just their thoughts on the film and i was like oh man this is gonna be unbelievable and i walked in there and i you know i was disappointed you know a lot of times though i watch a film more than once because i always miss something and uh i normally when i do that i you know tend to like it or enjoy it a little bit more so i'm definitely gonna watch this film again the ending you know we go from patrick wilson I felt like to to Robert Patrick because the ending with that gore on the floor it reminded me of Terminator Two when the liquid metal started coming together in Foreman. That's what I felt. Oh wait, the gore you know it's coming together, and like I don't know, man. That's that's the vibe I got from it. Maybe that's just me and my crazy mind. I'm curious, you know, they're in an urban area, right? And where they were obviously was definitely rural, right? In the cabin where the cabin was. How long is that ride? And how long did it take for her to to turn? <laughs> you know, she's getting in the car. You know, like that's another thing. Like realistically, it was it like ten minutes away. I, I don't know. I I, I want to see what they're gonna do with it though. I, I yeah, I'm thinking all these crazy. It'll be stuff. interesting to see but, how it ends up. Yeah, I, I want to see how they put it together with it. But again, is it is it a film I'm gonna put on my top five, top ten? No. Um, is it a film I watch again? Yes. Uh, it's it was what it was for me personally. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to crucify us for this. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. Sure. We're about to get roasted. Yeah, I'm, we're going to get the heat is on. I'm going to get. Man, I'm getting canceled. 
That's it. We're all getting canceled. It's over. A lot of a lot. I did see a lot of hype. However, I am seeing a decent amount of people that were like, "What the hell is this?" So there are people that do agree with us. Maybe not the vast majority, but I feel like we're all those kinds of people anyway that are like very blunt and honest. So it's not like blowing smoke up people's butts. And I just, as someone who has been watching horror as a little kid, it just was very not a thumbs up for me. I mean, I think it's just a fact that you don't listen to what people say on social media because it's just hype. You got to figure it out yourself. You know, you got to see for yourself all the time. Uh, yeah, I did think, you know, thinking about this now, the camera shots were, were done pretty well. I enjoyed how they filmed the movie. There were positives from this. You know, the blood and gore, the chainsaw, the, the one-liners. But story-wise, and again, also to Steve's point, you know, Evil Dead's not really meant to be, you know, story-driven or that deep, really. Uh, you could get deep with it. Honestly, you could really do a lot with it, I feel like, with the books and you know, but, and this was more superficial though. Like we didn't get, it was a lot of holes, man. That's the thing. And it's like, maybe they'll fill them in. Maybe we're going to hear more with other movies. Cause they definitely announced that there's going to be more gore. There's going to be more evil dead movies coming. Uh, I want to see Bruce Campbell in it. You know, Bruce, what he did for what? 30 minutes was it? Just him alone in the damn cabin. The guy is an incredible actor. When, when I think Evil Dead, I automatically think Bruce Campbell. I also want to see more of this story. If you're going to build it, then build it and fill me in. Let me know what's going on. Build on it. It depends on what you're going in, like, expectation-wise, right? Like, I went in with the expectation that it was going to be related some way, somehow, to the Evil Dead franchise, right? Whereas Steve went in just looking to get entertained. And that fulfilled his expectation it's entertainment in general it's it is subjective there's no there's no right or wrong it's what you enjoy it's what you love and uh that's one thing about you know about horror fans i feel like you know we can sit here we can have different opinions but we all love it and the one huge bonus and plus that we got from this film is content we have more horror content and that's what i want to see i want to see more gore more horror content uh because i feel like we are and i'll, I'll keep saying this we're in the best decade for horror right now. Sean, don't kill me for that. Your 80s, 80s is where it's Sean's at. Sean's like, oh, no, are, you, no, no. are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> Literally. It's coming. No, listen, listen, hear me out on this, Sean. And I love you, man, but you got to hear me out. As far as content goes, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of that now. And, and yeah, half of it is shit. I'll be honest with you, in my opinion, personally. But we are getting some quality works and we are getting some originality again. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know... There was that time period from mid nineties to like really recently that we have had nothing, maybe drops here and there. You know, when we got house of a thousand corpse, you know, we got some wrong term. We got some of these oh. other movies here and there, but we've been getting a lot more content. And I feel like now is like the eighties all over again. Now in the eighties, it was frowned upon and you, you know, Sean, you lived it. So, you know, it. horror was, if you're a horror fan, they looked at you funny. Now, if you're a horror fan, oh, it's the coolest thing ever, you know, and it's glorified. And I feel like this is why also horror is getting so much content. And I feel like it's never been a better time to be a fan of the genre. And it's not just a genre. It's a lifestyle. I keep saying that as well. So that is the positive I take from it. I know, Sean, you're ready <laughs> You're ready to come through the screen and choke Sean's me Sean's ready to rumble in the backyard of a Walmart parking lot. Don't go down. <laughs> going down. Just make Give sure me, I'm coming right over. 
No, no insurance. No potholes. You're gonna have the pitchfork. You're, you're gonna come with the rate, the fork, like the prowler. No insurance is gonna come ready to stab me up over here, man. He's, he's thinking man, about. Don't worry, it's gonna happen in August. It's gonna happen in August. It's gonna rumble. Be like, oh shit, there it uh, goes. But uh, name, name one, Jimmy. Name one film in the past ten years that holds up to. Friday the 13th, Halloween, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those original killer franchises that cannot be touched. You know, but if you think about you content for this day, con- think about content for this day and age. Listen, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely, getting, there's yeah. definitely That's why they're franchises, because they do well. They have a fandom. Yes. Whereas these, there's not a franchise as great because they're not good. I, not I agree of- with you that there's a resurgence in horror. Yeah, you know, with with what Terrifier did, Terrifier Two did rather, you know all that stuff. Uh, but ninety nine, ninety nine X is absolute. X is the greatest film that's come out in many, many, many years. And Pearl. The strange thing is, is you know, when I told my son that I enjoyed Pearl a lot more than X, his mind was blown, only because X had a lot more killing and gore in it, you know, as opposed to Pearl being more of a story. But you know, there are some some great kills in Pearl, but um that was it was uh quality over content i guess you want to say um but they're two of the best in the past 10 they're probably the two best in the past 10 years and it's original and it's from it's from not even a major studio you know uh, they're, they're, no they got well, some big films but they, yeah they're, they're, they're you know what i mean like paramount universal stuff man they got good stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not denying that. But they're not like from Universal or Paramount. Like, look, look at Universal. Look what well, Halloween. No, you know, I'm not. Yeah, but then disaster. you have like movies that are isolated, right? Like Skinnamarink. I was so confused the entire time I watched that. I didn't understand like why it had to happen, right? But then you have movies like Pearl and X, where they come out and you're like, damn, this is a good movie. But like, there's other ones that come out and you're just like, this did not need to be a thing. I want a refund. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that goes with anything, honestly, like, like with horror. I mean, you're going to get good and bad, but I feel like we're getting more, more quality content now than we have since, since the eighties. I think what it is too, is, um, you might see a bit, you might see it as like a Renaissance or like, to me, I think this is the biggest time that where fans have access to anything, you know, like guys like me and Sean, you. We're Friday Night Warriors. We went to video stores. We'd grab a movie. If we were lucky to get two or three, we'd watch them maybe a few times. Absolutely. And that's it. Now, now the world's your oyster. I can go downstairs and I can watch literally any movie within this the span of two minutes. Most of it's going to be included in my streaming services. So there's access. And that's why there's these super fans that know in and out probably more um, more concise than the actors themselves you know what i mean they're super fans because they're able to put it under a microscope and see it in the highest quality and uh dissect it you know so but it, you know teach their own but there's so much there's a whole palette of where you can see whatever you want in a matter of seconds you know and th- that's a that's a, an amazing thing but in the same respect i think it dilutes the experience sometimes as well because you there's no hunt there's no hunt there's no uh, you know, you have to hunt for these movies and and wait to be there at the right time and get get that movie right. Or you might go back and rent that same movie four or five times, 
see it over and over again, you know? Yeah, you're right, man. But, you see experience that you had back in the day. Or, or like you said, you know, back in the day when you had to go to the Blockbuster, if you wanted to watch Friday the 13th, if you didn't own a VHS, it might have been gone for three weeks. It might have been you, somebody might have beat you to the punch. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, exactly. We're you know we're gonna date ourselves, but it's like I remember renting part six and renting it over and over. Maybe it was three or four times, and that weekend you'd watch it two or three times or have it playing in the background, and that's why we know our shit because it was always done. You know? It was always yeah, man. But it, was, but it was an experience, you know. Or or your or your dad may have uh, taped something on uh, HBO or something. You just watch that over and over again. You know. Definitely. That's the. That's the that's our Netflix from back in the day. Oh, bro, and it was you know, fights so. in my household. There, there was arguments like my my uh my mother or brother like I, I would film because the VHS. Uh, oh wait, this movie's on. I'm filming over somebody's wedding or something else just to get, just <laughs> to get just to get that. What movie is it? What is this? What is this? Jimmy's baptism? Yeah, it's all good. I'm in water. Priest blesses me. Good. Done. I want to watch this film. I'm recording this. <laughs> You know, you used to catch it on TV too when you record it. Or, but yeah, going to the video stores, man, that, I miss that. I keep saying that too. It's the experience. Nowadays, it does dilute the experience, Steve, because everything's at your fingertips. You can sit here, well, I got Hulu, Netflix, Paramount Plus, uh, Peacock. I got all these services. And it's like, I can watch Tubi, anything I want to watch at any given time. And and now right. there's like, again, there's no shortage of content. But it's, now it's, because a, it's, not a, it's not a level of it being overwhelming. Cause like yeah, if I have a mo- myself, my my brain is spinning. It's like, what am I gonna watch? Takes me two hours in, in in this much time. What if I you got this much shit to watch? You know, it's like yeah, it is me, overwhelming. It's, it's like you're trying to find something to watch while you eat, and you're done eating by the time you find something. Scroll done through eating. and you end up with nothing because you. That's good. If you're done eating, you find something. That's good. It takes. I me used two to have a blockbuster sometimes. like two blocks away from my house. And my dad was like buddies with the guy who worked there. So we always used to get discounts and stuff. And I used to be able to bring like five movies home and like I'd watch them over and over again. Like I remember getting exercise and my dad's like, I remember seeing this in the movie theater and I was scared to shit. (laughs) His exorcist, the OG is like way before it's time. So my Mm -hmm. dad's 67 now and no more blockbuster. No more blockbuster. He's probably still scared to it now. Um, but there's an ask him. <laughs> hey, child. I'll tell you. So, it, it, yeah. It, it, but you're right. And, and again, it's, you know, for the older generation, well, I guess, you know, like your father, like even myself and Steve and Sean, even us, like, and even like you having that experience going to video stores. It was, you had to make a decision. And we talked about, like, you had to pick something. Now it's like, oh, well, what do we got? But I think that's another reason why we're getting so much content because people want more content to be different on their platforms. It's all competition. And competition does breed excellence, but we're getting some duds left and right. We here. are. We are. We are. So, ones out here. you know, I, I, I do see, you know, Evil Dead in my book. It's again. It's like dead in the middle for me. It's not horrible. It's not bad, but it's also not great. It, it, it was. It wasn't uh, a bust, like you said before. They, yeah. they didn't. It wasn't a failure. It was just. No, it wasn't. Again, original content nowadays. Sean, the X. You know, talk about Pearl. I, I don't care what anybody said. The Black Phone. You know, there's there's movies out there that are. You know, they get something like Megan too. It's like it's fun, it's comedy, more comedy, uh, on that side of it, like a female version of Chucky, almost like. You know, it's. 
we're getting we things. Already that. We already have that. We have Tiffany. We have to. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can hear Jennifer Tilly's voice now. You couldn't pay me to watch that mega movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, it's um, it's also drawing in a younger crowd too. And here's the thing, like Steve, I think you brought up this point. You know, you're bringing in this new generation of horror fans, and it's great. I feel like that's great because now you know we're just growing our our genre. You have to also put them on to the original stuff. So I'm hoping. Okay, so yeah, I want to speak yeah. to that, Jimmy. Yes, go ahead. So there are some of the kids that are that are digging into the older stuff. My son can hold his weight against anybody. Okay, but there are a lot of them who are just it's a trendy thing. So you know, I'm sure we're all familiar with the band Ice Nine Kills. I got all these great uh, you know horror movie songs about classic horror films, and I've seen this young lady one time at, at monster media I, I unfortunately went to the vip party one time which is a waste of money if you've never been just one people standing around eating a bowl of ice cream but anyway um you know and she's going nuts they're playing the uh the shower scene song which is about psycho yeah. and i you know i i asked i you know want to ask has she ever seen the film you know you're all hype about the song but do you know the movie did you go back and watch the movie or you just you know this is a kick-ass song and you're into it so I, I think it's some of it's trendy. You know, it's cool to be terrified too. There was eight-year-old kids watching the movie and running around dressed as ghost pale face Barrel that random ass character's name was the little girl, you know. So I think it's more trendy. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, but it's, again, it's, there it's, are, there yeah, are some it's the hot topic. It's, it's the hot topic generation. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what? But like I said, you know, it, it's the unlike the 80s it's glorified now and everybody's in it like you said it is trendy but that is a blessing as as you know you know we want people to also like you know have some sort of knowledge about previous horror movies as horror fans and as you know we went through our experiences as horror fans but this new, the new generation um they're getting introduced to it in a different way and that it, there's nothing wrong with that i feel like the the producers the directors they need to put something together though they need to put quality movies together don't just throw it out to please you know the younger generation or or not even the younger it could be even the older generation don't don't put anything to please any specific group of you know horror fan put some quality products together put some quality movies together i don't care who you're targeting if there's a good story or kills are amazing or it's well done or it's put together what that's what I want to see. Okay, doesn't matter. You know, demographic. I also think that if they if they are digging back into the into the uh, past stuff, they yeah. probably won't go past like the major franchises. They're gonna watch Child's Play. They're gonna watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Good place they're to start. Watch... It's a great place they have to, start. to start somewhere. I feel like but, that's but, where but they're not gonna the... dig super deep. They're gonna they're gonna stay on the surface and just keep going to see the Megans and this and that and the other thing that's coming out and. Bears running around the woods on cocaine and whatever the hell else is going on, and okay. you know, but they're not going to. They're not going to go back. They're not going to go back and watch Alligator, which is an absolutely phenomenal movie. You know, you got Razorback, which is about a pig running around in Australia killing people or whatever. You know what I mean? So, isn't that Arkansas? Is that a football team? No, I'm just... <laughs> Listen, Jimmy, don't start that. You're not gonna. It's not gonna end well around here. It's also, um, you know it's a different viewing experience. You know, these kids have different attention spans. They have different expectations. So no doubt, you know, I, I'm, I'm on Facebook and, um, 
you know, there's a Halloween group um, that I follow, and I'm, I'm hearing people saying that the 78 is overrated and it's very slow. But yeah, but that's the starting point. That's the thing that started everything. You have to have something to give birth to these other ideas. And I know we've had members this week that talk about the Halloween franchises, and that's their generation, though. You know what I mean? Like, some people love four, five, and six, where I love one and two. One and two is one movie to me. Um, it's just our perspective. It's it's our expectations, right? And it's okay. You could love those other ones, but that's just how you're. Um, that's how you started that fandom, which is fine in that timeline. That's your first exposure to that film, and you're gonna like that, you know. So that's the beauty of it. It's all objective, and um, it doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? It's like it's I fine. I know what I like. I'm comfortable in what I like, you know. I agree with you, but, and I don't want to steer this completely a different direction, but I don't like when people say Halloween started at all. For, and second of all, four, part four is the best Halloween ever, in my opinion, too. I agree with, you know, that, you know, um, know. but, um, you know, everybody talks about the way that that was filmed, how we watch things through the killer's eyes. That was done in Black Christmas, 1974. That's where they got that idea from. People speak hmm. to that like it was the first time it was done, you know, and Let's not forget the greatest horror film ever made, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974, man. You know, to me, that's... Well, that's I mean, I, I was just saying that that's what started the franchise. Like, I don't think it started... Oh, sorry, I misunderstood what you're saying. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, 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 like, people will shit on it and say, oh, it's so slow, but that's what started oh, no, no, it. No, you no, know? It's, it's, it's probably the best one, but it's not my favorite. Part four is my absolute favorite in the, in the franchise, you know? But they also have to think, in the world we live in today, there's, like you said, in 1978, when you watch it, that scared the living shit out of you. You didn't have right. all this internet and all this other bullshit. That, and it, and the reason it scared the shit out of you is because it was realistic. It was three babysitters right. get slaughtered by this dude. It yeah, wasn't like, nothing. Like this shit, that shit could happen down the street for exactly. me. Exactly. So it's what I was going to say. It's like real life horror, you know. So I'm really into serial killer culture and learn and and you know watching that kind of stuff. The the reason that that I watched that and learned about it is because to me that's real life horror. You know, Richard Ramirez, an ice stalker, he had the city of Los Angeles on lockdown. People were barring their windows and everything was locked down at night. He had people scared to shit. So the same thing is with a movie like Halloween, it can happen in real life. And those are my favorite kind of horrors. Texas Chainsaw Massacre could happen in real life. Absolutely. You know, it could be some crazy fucking family out there with some dude chopping people up with a chainsaw and then, and then you know, making sausage out of them. I don't necessarily what? think that all slasher films, though, are realistic because how many times has Michael died? How many times has Jason died? How many times have they taken Chucky out of Chucky and put him back in? Like, playtime's over, Alyssa. It's <laughs> just had to do a Chucky voice. You got it. Continue. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> so it just like gets to a point where like, yeah, um, it can happen where like Scream, it's more realistic, right? You have copycats, but like, how many times can you kill Michael Myers and him come back? Or think he's dead. Like that guy got tossed and lit on fire and like shredded. Like, and somehow he's still alive. Like it's the rage. It's the it's rage, Michael. I, was say, I, I I I wish we had Loomis here to tell us. <laughs> Loomis! It's the rage, Michael, go home, Michael. Go home. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. <laughs> it becomes <laughs> it becomes almost like a paranormal thing at that point, like Jason, right? Jason comes oh, sure. back. Well, that's why they call. That's, that's why they call zombie yeah. Jason, though. After right. six, oh, well, after yeah, because he it was the copycat in five. 
And then six was uh, right. one, one through four. Frank, you Frank know, two through two through four, he's he's still alive. You know, and part five is part five. Part six, he becomes he becomes known as Zombie Jason. So, yeah, but there's no Zombie Michael Myers. Yeah, no, that's true. And that moment died like many times. Yeah, because it's the rage. I agree with you. It's very far fetched, <laughs> but you know, especially with the Michael thing. But the point I was just trying to make about the original '78 is that that first film, disregarding you know Michael coming back, is that's realistic. And and especially back in the '70s, you didn't have cameras on your homes and and ring doorbells. This dude could have been walking around, you know, and and breaking in these homes and and, and slicing up these these teenage girls. Right. Yeah, that's true. realistic. Yeah. And, and and I think with Myers, like their attempt to do that was maybe to make the curse, right? The curse of Thor and the whole cult shit. That right. was their attempt to kind of give him longevity and superhuman abilities. But like you said before, like that's that super, that's how they transcended him to be supernatural. Just like Terrifier just did that, right? They made art on a supernatural level in the second movie where the first time he was kind of a stalker and he was you lost, he could you be lost like me there, man. I don't know how they made him supernatural like you know everybody was saying I, I might have missed something but you know i don't know what's so supernatural about him he's standing in a, in a laundromat but naked washing his own clothes like what the hell yeah man? but um, that's a well, little well, i'm saying by, but but i think by part two you see that it's supernatural because uh Oh, there definitely, the there definitely is. I agree, but the, I, you know, I was at the understanding that that was going to be explained in the second one, and I don't feel like that was explained. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think storylines really. Uh, I don't think it's really about storylines in in that series, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do have <laughs> magical glowing swords that heal people, you know, so that's awesome. There you go. <laughs> we could definitely dive into some of these films uh, that recently came out. We could talk all day, guys, but I, I want to. We're going to wrap it up over here. I appreciate. Put a, put a bow on it. I'm gonna put, put a, I'm gonna put a nice little bow. We're done. Okay, done. No, no. But uh, again, I I appreciate you guys. Uh, any last words for Evil Dead Rise? Okay. With that being with said, open mind. If you're wa- if you're watching or listening to this, going with an open mind. Don't have any expectations going in. Set the bar low. That's all I gotta say. Set it on Set the floor and then walk over it and then and then walk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just put the bar on the floor. Make sure there's no weights on it, and then just lift it up and put it on the rack. Exactly. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, you know what? Honestly, just enjoy it. Go in there like Steve did. Go in there with no expert, just for entertainment uh, and enjoy it. Have because fun. You know have fun. There That's it is. That's where you're going to go see it. You're, 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 you're not there to write a thesis. Just have a good time. That's it. And, and listen, time, we're not here for a long time, guys. We're here for a good time. And if you're going in with that mindset, you're going to have a good time. Evil Dead Rise. Uh, definitely go support the film. Horror, it's not just a genre. It's a lifestyle. If you're a fan, you're living it. You're living it 24-7. And we're living it 365. I appreciate everybody tuning in, listening, viewing us on on YouTube if you haven't done so already. What are you waiting for? Subscribe. Click that button. Okay, look, little finger exit. Bing, bing, just click it. There it is. YouTube.com slash Horror365Alive. Uh, We're on Facebook at HorrorHeads365, on Instagram and Twitter as well at HorrorHeads365. 365. Thank you so much for tuning in. Steve, for Teases, for Hope, the great horror Hope, for the 80s horror god, Sean T, and for the new welcome, uh, Alyssa. Okay, we gotta get you a better name. Uh, Alyssa, thank you all for joining us. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for celebrating horror, not only in October, but 365. We're gonna see you next week. <laughs>